One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. With Wellness with Liz Earle. You know, it has just been so great, literally so, so great, to see the tens and tens of thousands of downloads that have been going out over these last few months from my wellbeing studios here at the heart of southwest London. Thank you so much for all your feedback, for your reviews, your recommendations, and for sharing so much of this with your family and friends. It really does feel like we're building a lovely, strong and supportive well-being community with everything that we're doing here. So, hot on the heels of the publication of my Good Gut Guide, available from Amazon and all good bookshops, I'm returning to a different side to this fascinating subject. And we're going to be talking about some of the incredible life-changing benefits of fermented foods, especially when it comes to skin disorders such as eczema. Now, I've covered live yogurt and kefir in the past, both great cultured probiotics to add into our daily diet. But today we're exploring some of the other K's, kombucha, kimchi, and especially some sensational sauerkraut. And I'm so delighted to be joined by one of the leading ladies in the ferment of foodie fermentation, Alana Holloway. So welcome, Alana. Do you know, I'm so thrilled that you're here because we are really continuing our gut health journey. And as regular listeners will know, we've talked a lot about the microbiome and beneficial gut bacteria, and we've talked about kefir, and lactobacillus and yogurt and all of that but you take it to another level don't you um yes i am a bit of a geek when it comes to uh fermented foods uh gut health gut bacteria um i'm not a scientist i'm a foodie and Mm -hmm. i really approach it from that angle um but yeah it's something i'm quite obsessed obsessed with (laughs) well wonderfully obsessed and your journey as to how you got here is interesting and i think we have a lot of parallels actually because you had an issue with eczema Mm -hmm. and was that fundamental in you creating your brand absolutely um so i um have suffered with eczema kind of on and off throughout my life um and in my early 20s i developed something called topical steroid addiction um which is a side effect of using the steroids which Mm. are prescribed to treat eczema um but when you develop that it kind of attacks your whole your whole body gut being you know a major part of it um and it uh throws your bacteria off um and your gut kind of can't function and inflammation is just rife every day um and how old were you when that happened that was i think about 23 24 yeah so it was it was a stressful time massively stressful and it kind of it was all as a result of being stressed and it made me more stressed and it's (laughs) it's really unrecognized by kind of the medical 
profession um who presumably just want to give you more steroids and antibiotics to yeah yeah yeah. quash it and actually you need to be treating it from yeah what's what's happening inside absolutely so did you start was that the start of your gut health journey did you start to look then yeah yeah so I kind of I've always been really interested in kind of the link between food and health um so when this was all going on I kind of went down the routes of cutting out certain food groups and that helped to a certain extent Mm -hmm. um but as I was kind of doing my research and you know I just spent all the time reading and googling um I started reading more about the gut and kind of the effect that it has on your body um so fermented food so I started giving that a go I think I'd made sourdough once in my life before right. um started with sauerkraut um and tried to make it part of my everyday um I, I had to build up slowly because if you kind of introduce fermented foods too quickly you can suffer some gas and bloating and you know a right. bit of discomfort um especially if your gut's quite compromised mm-hmm. um so I started quite slowly and then I was kind of getting to the point where I was eating some sauerkraut every day um and my and what did that do i just i it went from kind of my progress to healing from this topical steroid addiction being really slow and really drawn out to every day i'd notice something very small only noticeable to me probably but you know i would have a patch on my skin that wasn't so dry or so red um i'd be less kind of irritated my skin would be less irritated Mm. um and every day I kind of saw progress, you know, and then I'd, I'd always document this by photos. And gosh, that's fascinating. It was, I mean, it was like I struck gold, you know, I kind of yeah. knew. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so what were is you this? continuing with your medication at the same time? No, no. So the only way to kind of break the cycle of topical steroid addiction is to quit cold turkey. Like any addiction, really. Like it's, any addiction. And you have a withdrawal, like any addiction. And gosh. it's hideous. Um, and so for that kind of time, whilst I was going through this withdrawal, I couldn't work. I, I was bed bound it was really yeah yeah it was it was absolutely terrible um I mean if you, you there's been a bit in the press about kind of about it and mm. you see it and you can't believe it it's you know it's it's not nice to look at it's not nice to, to feel no, you know sure. experience either um so I had all the time in the world to research which was great <laughs> you <laughs> know one way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and and that was great so yeah it, and it, I kind of was saying to anybody who would listen, you know, oh, I'm eating fermented foods, and they'd be like, "What? what you know?" Do you do? I mean, <laughs> yeah. so if anybody who isn't clear, sauerkraut is basically just chopped up cabbage mm-hmm. in some salty water that's Absolutely. left to ferment and, yeah, you know, I, I won't say rot because it's not doing that, but it is in a way. It yeah. goes all fizzy, and it's yeah. the kind of thing that you know, probably if our mothers had made it, we would have thought, "Oh, that's gone off the back of the fridge. <laughs> I'm going to chuck it out." Yeah. And actually, we should be embracing it and going, oh, absolutely. I'm having this every day. It's making me well. Yes, absolutely. And I think uh, people do have a really negative connotation, you know, with things like sauerkraut and mm. um, kimchi. And, you know, they're like, oh, God, it's smelly cabbage. Why would I eat that? <laughs> you know, but um, I, I'm interested to know why you went that route rather than the sort of more normal, perhaps gut health of, of the live yogurt and the kefir. Uh-huh. So the more sort of dairy based probiotics, mm-hmm. the lactobacillus. Was your research showing that the different bacteria in these pickled fermented veggies mm-hmm. were better for your condition? Well, actually, I um, have never really eaten dairy um, okay. because it really inflames my skin. So that was something you gave up with eczema. Yeah, and and I mean, oh. for, kind of from a child, I've had I've had dairy now and again, um, and I've obviously been through a stage in my life where I just ate Ben and Jerry's by the ton. Right. You know, yes. <laughs> you know, we'll, and, we'll do that absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I'd. Every time I ate dairy, I'd f- I'd find myself, you know, my symptoms would kind of right. uh, 
present themselves. So now, how, how do you find that? Because I've spoken to a lot of people who have been lactose intolerant, mm-hmm. who after a programme of gut health, yeah. can actually tolerate lactose again. Have you tried reintroducing it? I haven't. Um, I have to say, it's some. It's a mental thing more than a physical thing. It's just yeah. kind of getting over that, oh, you know, I, I've spent my whole life thinking that avoiding I don't, it. avoiding dairy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, now I'm kind of, I am set to try some raw dairy. So and I choose raw because it's, sure. it's got all the bacteria present. Yes. Um, and you can make some wonderful things with dairy, uh, raw dairy, especially um, fermented cheeses, you know, yogurts, yes. kefir. Yeah. So I am going to try it. Um, because you know, I know it's so good for you when it's fermented. Yeah. Um, so let's go back to your sauerkraut. So you're at home, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much bed bound, incapacitated. Mm-hmm. You get your cabbage, you chop it up, you soak it in brine. It's fermenting after what? Do you add anything else to it? What's in so, your recipe? Um, so with sauerkraut, actually, the salt draws the liquid from the cabbage, which creates the brine. So you don't. It's called a dry salt ah, method. Okay. Um, and you don't soak it in brine like you would a pickle, like mm-hmm. a pickled um, radish or a pickled cucumber or anything um so yeah that creates the brine and you leave it for minimum kind of 10 days to two weeks really depends on things like the weather that Mm. can really speed up the fermentation process um until it reaches the stage it's very much kind of a, a sensory thing that when you know it's ready it's kind of the smell the taste the texture um mm-hmm. are there and you get to know that the so you're more not you keeping ferment. it in the fridge no 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 you keep it at room temperature so they like uh it likes um somewhere between 16 and 22 degrees so yeah, you warmish room yeah so you kind of say if you're comfortable it's comfortable okay you know, <laughs> go, go by your kind of yeah you know and do you tightly seal the container or will that explode because uh, i know I've, I've heard cases of exploding cabbage yeah so i do um it's an anaerobic ferment which means it doesn't require oxygen to ferment like some other ferments do um you there's a there's a some there's a technique called burping the jar yes which uh basically <laughs> like means burping the baby <laughs> absolutely you just release some built-up gases and if your ingredient so it doesn't just have to be cabbage it can be you know i make it with all sorts of things mm. um if you use a high sugar vegetable so a beetroot in with your cabbage that creates more carbon dioxide which creates more gas which could um, result in explosion i've never had an explosion in the right. whole time um yes. and if you use clip top jars yes. theory, theory, i can't even say that word theoretically thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> they're meant to um flip you know if okay if yes the gases build up too much rather than explode interesting mm. so you you kind of you have to be a bit of a biochemist here because you are working with live ingredients yeah. and how do you know i think a lot of people listening will be thinking well how do i know that it's the good bugs in there and that i'm not breeding botulism or something yeah really very nasty so again you'll know you'll see um, will you yeah 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 so the um growth of the good bacteria stops the growth of bad bacteria um there's a great uh, little saying which is submerge in brine and all will be fine which I means, it. yeah, it's great, isn't it? It means that, you know, if, if you've probably, properly submerged your cabbage, so once you've chopped all your cabbage and you've extracted the liquid from the cabbage using the salt, uh, you tightly kind of pack it into a glass, I always use glass, um, jar, put some cabbage leaves on top and weigh it down with something so that will mm. keep everything submerged as the carbon dioxide builds. I love that little cabbage leaf lid. Oh, it's great. It stops mm. all the kind of little little bits of cabbage rising to the top, which right. can then grow mould. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you'll know if, if you've grown something bad because <laughs> mm. you'll see it. It will be, you know, plainly visible. Um, and just like, this is why I love fermenting food so much, so just like in your gut, if you've got enough good bacteria, the bad bacteria will not be present or you know will be yes. min- 
very and they'll win win the war basically yeah, exactly and the same happens in a jar mm. now you not only were content to do all this at home for yourself you've actually founded a whole brand mm-hmm. based on fermenting yep. so how did that happen at what point did you think i've got to do this you know on a much bigger scale yeah so i um once i kind of had seen the results in myself i started teaching people how to ferment um because you've got a blog haven't you? i do Fodder and plong. exactly so um i you know, was writing about it a lot. And we'll put all these details, by the way, on the on the podcast notes, so don't feel that you've got to rush for pen and paper, because <laughs> I know we're going to be talking about lots of interesting things, so we'll, we'll capture it all in the notes after. Great. Um, so I started teaching workshops, uh, fermenting workshops, and we kind of covered sauerkraut, uh, pickle, so a dry salt and a brine method, um, and then a kimchi or... So kimchi, talk us through kimchi, because I've written a bit about it in my Good Gut Guide. How, oh, how, how do you make yours? It's a Korean pickle, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. So um, my one of my kind of things is I like to make everything local and British. So mm. um, that's how ferments, you know, used to be back in the day. People used to ferment what they had an abundance of after harvest. So I kind of don't see the point of going far and wide to source ingredients to make a traditional kimchi. I use what we've got here. Because that was Korea, so they were using their local Absolutely. veg yeah. and we'll have British kimchi or exactly. call it something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I kind of make mine with, um, I, I don't always use a Chinese cabbage because we do grow those here. Yeah. Um, I use a cabbage, um, although Chinese cabbage does produce something, you know, quite different to sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. Um, a radish, a carrot, a pear. Um, nice. I don't, I, my, mine is vegan, so I don't use uh, fish sauce or shrimp. Uh, right. fermented shrimp which uh, often they do in Korea mm-hmm. um, spring onion garlic um, and it's the same Gosh. kind of method as sauerkraut so chop it all up yep salt it yep stick it in a jar absolutely burp it yeah <laughs> two weeks later yeah you've got Why kimchi <laughs> <laughs> yeah and what would you do with that would you have that as a like a spoonful as a, as a, a side dish would you put it on yeah potatoes oh god things? I do all sorts with it so um, I might put it in have it as you know as a side or i might have it um mixed in a kind of a stir fry or i might have it in i love um if i have a cup of kind of broth bone broth um Mm. i love just putting the dog end of sauerkraut or kimchi in there and the juice and it totally transforms the Mm. the broth Mm. um so how are you making your bone broth presumably not with beef bones um yeah no i do use beef bones um but Mm. it's grass-fed organic um, great always uh or chicken i actually prefer the taste of chicken um they do i was reading studies recently that that show that the chicken bones are probably better mm. better absorbed and better for the gut yeah yeah um so it really all depends on what i've because i if i buy meat i always buy Mm. um it's on the bone and I buy right. kind of the cheaper cuts um so yes that's the good yeah. thing isn't it you can get the really gnarly absolutely bits which <laughs> yeah. are, are, the, are the best for the gut well yeah. I'm, I'm a grass-fed um Hereford farmer so you're, oh, you're talking to the converted there <laughs> one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care that's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Um, so sauerkraut, kimchi, and which I'm relatively familiar with, mm-hmm. and obviously we've talked a little bit about the kind of kefir and the yogurty things. Something I don't know very much about is kvass. Okay. And that's something that you're big into, isn't it? What, yeah. What's that all about? Um, so I love kvass. Um, Kvass started out as a rye bread ferment, so um, kind of Central Europe and is kind of where it originates from. Um, and they would get a piece of stale rye bread and put it in, you know, a liquid uh, water um, and it would ferment and create almost like a beer type ferment. I don't make that one. Um, I make two types. So there's kind of like a sour kvass, which is beet kvass, um, and that's beetroot and salt water. So, and it makes like a, a vampire drink, I call it. Uh, it's, if, if you like beetroot juice, you'd like this. You know, it's wow. kind of like, but it's really good. It kind of tonifies your blood. It's great for your liver, um, great Gosh. for your skin, heart, I'm everything. I'm so trying that. Oh, it's great. We'll definitely it, put that on our podcast notes. Yeah. Oh, it's great. That's a morning <laughs> shot kind of drink okay. I have that as. And then I also make something called a honey kvass, um, which is, was kind of in my uh, spring box. And that's made with raw honey, which introduces introduces the um, bacteria and yeast to your mm. ferment. And then you would add fruit. So you'd add um, apples and lemons and you'd get an apple and lemon flavour. Um, and that's a kind of a two, three day ferment. So these are like sort of slightly fizzy, mm-hmm. not very sweet, lemonade type. Absolutely. Drinks. Yeah, that's a great way to describe them. Okay. Um, they do contain kind of very small amounts of alcohol, and the longer you leave them, the alcohol more the alcohol develops. Okay. So what, what are we talking? What sort of levels? Um, so I mean, if you kind of stop it at the two to three days and drink it immediately, you're looking at something like zero point zero eight percent. You can give it to children. Yeah. No, no absolutely. Yeah. Um, if you leave it, uh, you might go up to kind of zero point five or one percent. Okay. So it's still kind of okay. Of. Yeah, yeah, it's something to be aware yeah. of. Um, you know, if you're pregnant, say for instance, some some pregnant women say, Do you know it's fine, it's really yeah. a, a small amount. Some yeah. pregnant women say no way. So yeah. Um, interesting same for children. And then what about things like kombucha? Does mm-hmm. that feature in your regime? Uh n- no, I drink it. Uh at the moment I don't make it. I have made it. Um but it's So kombucha is is like the the um it's almost like um 
how do you describe it? It's like a rubbery pancake yeah, that absolutely. grows in sweet tea. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, sound yeah. very healthy at all, does it? <laughs> no, oh, it's the symbiotic culture of yeah, bacteria, bacteria and, yeast. and yeast. That's it. Is that similar to fermenting food, similar to kvass? So it's not to kvass, but very similar to kefir. So the they call them grains. Uh, it's a culture that you um, ferment your kefir milk and water with, although they're separate. Um, it's a SCOBY, so a symbiotic col- uh, colony of bacteria and yeast. And um, that's kind of your your mother. That's what you introduce to the sweet tea or sugar water to mm. create your fermented drink. And then am I right in saying that the culture then feeds on the sugar Absolutely. in the liquid? So yep. it's eating it up. Absolutely. All the little bacteria and yeast are eating it up. So when you drink the liquid, yep. you're not actually having that huge amount of sugar. Because no. I think when you make it, it's quite terrifying. You think, why am I adding yeah. 10 <laughs> tablespoons of sugar to this you know, sweet Absolutely. tea? And, yep. But actually, after a week or two when it's fermented, yep. it's they've grown. The bacteria, yep. yes. beneficial bacteria yes. has, has grown and you're just left with that fantastic liquid. Yeah, and it's great because it still remains sweet. Um, you're left with something like 20% of the sugar you start with so right. i think That's i've worked yeah it's it's um it really all depends on kind of everybody makes theirs differently yeah. and with different ratios and you can dilute it i tend to dilute mine with fizzy water anyway absolutely so then you know you're really as i still do factor it into my kind of daily intake of sugar because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm quite aware of that mm. um but you know it's it's not it's not anything to worry about and especially if you do compare it to a lemonade you know yes i mean it's the difference is huge so and you're getting all that beneficial and you're getting, yeah. bacteria and i think you know anybody who's involved in any of the processes of inflammation and mm-hmm, if you look mm-hmm. at skin issues like which i've obviously written about at length over yeah. many many years eczema rosacea acne so many of these seem to be linked to the inflammation triggered by high sugar refined yes. sugars yes absolutely so you're, you know you're, you're right to be aware of it and it's yeah. great that we can have these healthy alternatives mm-hmm. so where do these bacteria and yeasts come from you know where where are they originally yeah where are they derived what's starting them off in the first place um so i mean years and years and years and years ago uh they there's a few different stories, but kind of one story goes that uh, kefir cultures were found in a um, like a, a stream um, up in the mountains. In the Caucasus um, or Yeah, was, you know, and somebody kind of harvested them and realised that they, they made something and they kind of made them feel better. And, you know, obviously the links weren't quite there, so what bizarre, exactly they were it? doing. You, you find a sort of a pile of pond slime <laughs> yeah. and you think, oh, this might be good to eat. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and over the years, they've cause, because they do grow and multiply, um, you end up with so many that you oh, don't you do. know what to do. Oh with. my goodness, you start with a few tiny, tiny precious grains. Yes. You think, I've got to be so careful with these. <laughs> yeah. And then after about a week and a half, you're going, my fridge is now full of kefir <laughs> grains and I need to buy a new fridge or yeah, yeah. You know, just spread the love with my friends. <laughs> you're throwing them at people. Have them. <laughs> yes, and I mean, I've even, you know, tipped them into my compost and yes. all sorts of thinking, oh my goodness, this is, you know, in the early days, you would never even dream of No that. way, but God, but the, I'm I mean, hoping it's going to be good for the, the land. Oh, too. it really is, yeah. And you can eat them straight off as well and put them in your smoothies it's as well. Cottage so. cheesy, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Quite the milk good. ones are, yes, yeah. um, and the water ones are kind of like chia, like chia pudding almost uh, really? in texture oh, to taste, not to look that. at. Oh my goodness, my weekend's um, going to be busy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and they were kind of traded and, as you say, gifted because people were saying, "What do I do with all these kefir mm, grains?" And mm. um, and then now, I mean, you can buy them. It's there's you know. And go online, you can, yeah, yeah. yeah well, once you plug into the community. And one of the things, although we know social media has, um, you know, many downsides as well as upsides, 
if you just plug in a hashtag like microbiome, yes. gut health, good gut guide, any of those things, you will suddenly open up a whole new world of wonderful yeah. people fermenting extraordinary oh, yeah. things. Oh, it's wonderful. And, it's so cool. And, and sharing. And it is that ability to share. You talk about sourdough bread. Yes. Is that something that you're also into? Um, so uh, gluten was another thing I, I gave up. Um, and there are now links being made to gluten and the gut lining and how it mm. kind of does actually cause inflammation there. Yeah. So um, it's not something that I really want to go and eat again, but um, I make, I'm really, I really want to find a, a you know, a gluten-free sourdough recipe. Um, mm. And I know there are some out there. It's just finding the time to kind of make it. Yes. Um, but if I do make a bread um, with kind of seeds and oats, say for instance, yes. I actually sour that. So, so how do you do yours? I mean, I've got a recipe in my a good gut guide for yeah. a, a fermented sourdough, which is just quite a simple, basic ferment. I think a lot of people are frightened. Yeah. It's, it's hard enough sometimes to think, well, I'm going to make bread anyway, but mm -hmm. then you go that extra step. Mm -hmm. But for me, I don't know whether you'd agree, I find that the fermented sourdough is so much easier to digest oh, yeah. than for just sure. a, a regular loaf of bread. Oh my God, yeah. It, it's... Um, I mean, fermenting anything, I ferment, I kind of, ferment is, you know, is actually what you're doing, but uh, you might hear soak your grains or, or sour your grains. And mm. it's the same kind of process. Anything that I eat that I know is going to be hard to, is typically hard to digest, such as, you know, rice, for instance, it's, it's not mm -hmm. the easiest thing. No. Um, I'll soak that overnight and it kind of just starts that Gosh. process off. Yeah. Um, if I use flowers, I kind of, if I'm making, say, a uh, chickpea pancake, I'll mm -hmm. soak that water, that dough, all that batter, yeah. thank you, um, overnight, and it will kind of make it more easy to digest. Um, Interesting. And so with sourdough, you know, it's just the flour and water and salt. And and how do you ferment that? How do you start with that? Um, so uh, if I remember rightly, <laughs> it's uh, a mixture of flour and water, and you leave it at room temperature um, overnight, and then you have to continue feeding it the... Uh, the flour because yeah. all fermented things thrive from sugar and starch um, carbohydrates and, and growing absolutely right. so um, by feeding it flour you're giving it more food that's the thing it's mm -hmm. remembering that these things are living They're yeah, not yeah, dead, yeah. sterile <laughs> processed which of course I think is a challenge for the food industry yes to keep these things live and yes. living without then spoiling yeah so you know this home style is, is very good and you've come up with a brilliant solution for all of us who haven't got <laughs> hundreds of hours in the day yeah. to be fermenting um, and you've got a whole brand now called yes. Lab yes and why is it called Lab? Uh, so Lab stands for Lactic Acid Bacteria um, oh, so it's uh, the bacteria produce a lactic acid kind of environment yeah. when they when they ferment so um, and also I do feel like I'm in a science lab yeah it does sound like it yeah. you're a real kind of geek queen here yeah. doing all these lovely experiments um, and what are you focusing on what are you making could we buy sauerkraut uh, yeah uh, I mean as, as far as kind of the vegetables go um, you can buy sauerkraut kimchi pickles um, I've just made a fermented tomato salsa which is really good wow um, so that instead of tomato ketchup you can uh, it's I mean you can use it in any I have been using it all the time kind of with fish um, I'm always trying to find kid friendly foods yes and you know what it really does produce that kind of sour sweet tomato really intense tomato flavour so mm. if you were to blitz it up it would be kind of a looser tomato yes. ketchup but it would be spot on um, for, for that um, especially if you added kind of I mean mine's just tomatoes um, garlic and rosemary but you can add obviously nice. all sorts of things onions peppers um, to create that kind of sweeter flavour so you've got all these things and where are you doing all of this? Um, so I do this in a kind of a small kitchen at the moment um, in Berkshire 
um but i'm it's growing quite rapidly so i'm looking yes. for you know somewhere at the moment which is a bit more suitable yeah and you're selling through a, a kind of a box scheme is that yes right? absolutely so um I moved outside of London kind of when I was ill and I realised that you just can't get anything, hard, you know, yeah. in the shops outside of London. And I was thinking, but what are people going to do about yeah. <laughs> How are we going to get our <laughs> exactly. Um So I kind of, you know, came up with the idea to, to mm. s- send them to people in a box. Yeah. Uh, and the box um, is designed so that it will give you enough to have... Uh, there's a baby box which if you're new to ferments you might have a little bit every other day or every few days mm-hmm. uh, just to get your system used to it um, but if you're quite kind of used to fermented foods there's a big box which gives you enough for every day um, and it's made up of uh, three jars of fermented vegetables all different um, and three bottles of fermented drink such as kefir mm. or kvass well, we've been enjoying a, a lovely one which i think is one of your new ones rhubarb and ginger. rhubarb and ginger so this is actually um one of the spring uh, boxes and i've just literally changed over to summer summer box okay, so, so what's um, in the summer box uh, so we've got a raspberry and lemon kefir um a cucumber and lemon verbena kefir and an orange and basil kefir and then there's the tomato salsa, um, a turmeric and black pepper sauerkraut, yeah. and pickled radish. So they're all kind of to celebrate what we produce in the summer yes. uh, here in Britain and our kind of neighbouring neighboring places too. Um, and also, you know, things to use when you're having a barbecue or yeah. if you're really hot and you need a really cooling drink. Or And no matter when you're listening to this podcast, there will be always something seasonal. So Absolutely. You'll, you'll do, so do you do seasonal? Are you doing spring, summer, autumn, winter? Exactly that. Yep. Excellent. So you can go and pick up your copy of Lazar Wellbeing magazine, which yes. is also seasonal. Because I love that quarterly. Oh, me too. The rhythm of life. You yeah. Know, everything changes seasonally, doesn't mm-hmm. it? You get the new products coming yeah. in, the produce, the obviously in in the uk if if you're listening in the uk you get the change of seasons yes. and and other countries perhaps you know more equatorial don't have that but there is definitely a rhythm to the year yeah. uh, which is so great to explore naturally through it's so exciting and, yeah um, well i'm so excited for you and so excited that it's come from such an authentic mm-hmm. position and journey and i from what i'm seeing in the world of gut health it's just going to grow and grow and grow a bit yeah. like those little kefir grains. <laughs> <laughs> we will be taking over yeah. um, the world and doing so much good along the way. Yeah, and that, you know, I think rightly so it should grow and rightly so it should stay because it does work. Um, it's not kind of one of these fads. It's it's a traditional thing that has come back to life and people are realising that we have to do something about the health of our guts um, if we want to, you know, experience better health. Um and fermented foods are like you know the best way (laughs) in my opinion (laughs) well you're living proof Alana it's lovely that you could be here thank you for sharing your journey well thank you for having me thank you well lots to inspire us and think about and I for one shall be rushing off to buy a whole heap more Kilner jars and don't forget if you'd like the podcast program notes from today simply head over to lizearlwellbeing.com and you'll find them all there. All you'll need to do is sign up to my weekly wellbeing newsletter, which will also arrive in your inbox, packed with news, views, new recipes, special offers and ticket details for future events and further talks and the like. Well, that's all for today. So good to be back with you all. Big thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already done so, so you don't miss a single riveting episode. And do please leave me a review here if you fancy. I love to read your comments and I do think it helps to inspire and encourage others to tune in and spread the word. 
If you've yet to join in, do please follow my team and me on the Lizard Wellbeing magazine page on Facebook. You'll find us on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can also follow me personally, if you like, on Twitter and Instagram, where you'll find me at Liz Earl Me. But for now, I wish you and yours very well. Bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.